pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's up? want to welcome you to the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix podcast for you. Here on this Tuesday, I'm Dan Bach, DB730, and thanks so much for the listen, the download, being a part of what we are doing here at Roto-Grinders. Thanks to Fantasy Draft as well, the great sponsor. Again, just a couple of days away from their next 100K MLB tournament. Make sure you fire in some of those satellite tournaments leading up to it and get ready for an awesome football season. Uh, As we've talked about the Carolina Millions, that's going to be a live final for football season. I will certainly be firing at that. Looks like an enjoyable experience and uh, a nice payout. 12 people, a million-dollar payout going to those 12. So uh, if you get there, pretty good chance you're going to be walking away with a nice bit of cash. So uh, that is their main uh, you know, kind of football uh, live final promotion. They also have a survivor game that's going to be happening. I think it's a, a five-week survivor game over there. And again, play those survivors because people forget that they make it to the next round and then you compete against dead entries and it's pretty easy to move on. I think it's top 70% make it to the next day. So check that out there. Uh, again, rake-free head-to-heads. If you're playing head-to-heads, you better do it at Fantasy Draft. Use that promo code GRINDERS. You get three months of our premium subscription. Perfect for this time of year because you get baseball here this month. Then NBA starts up in uh, October, so you'll get that. You've got PGA here down the stretch. They've got an awesome PGA product over at Fantasy Draft. So we greatly appreciate all they have uh, done here for the show and bringing you guys free content at Roto Grinders. Uh, One thing I do need to let you guys in on is... Um, if you're a listener to the Morning Grind podcast, you probably heard Stevie talk about it, but I'm going to levy it just in case you missed it. But we highly encourage everybody to go and search out their own podcast feed over on iTunes. Uh, it, you know, We've been basically putting all the Roto-Grinders podcasts on one feed. We are actually going to change that and be breaking it up. And this is the first uh, kind of podcast that we're doing with that. So uh, it's approved by Apple. It's sitting there in the iTunes um, podcast uh, store. I don't know. Store is probably not the right term. Uh, but search Roto Grinders. Search Morning Grind. You'll find it. Uh, subscribe to it and leave a, a nice little review for the guys over there as well because it helps us get exposure to the podcast over there within the rankings. So uh, check that out. If you're a listener to them, that's the feed we want you to get it on, get it from. We'll be uh, dropping them from the uh, fix feed here in the coming days, and uh, and that's basically going to be the plan moving forward with you know new podcasts that we do. Um, we're going to be kind of 
branding them separately. So uh, the technology, we've got it set up here at Roto-Grinders to do it. So we're finally going to do it. So therefore, this football season in particular, you know, when we have all the live shows and the replays of those live shows, uh, your podcast feed can get a little bit busy. So uh, what we decided to do is, uh, you know, kind of make that a little bit more clear for you. So, and speaking of NFL news, I'm excited to let you know tomorrow is when I'm going to drop the lineup for all of our content. And I can definitively say, uh, and you know, sometimes we say these things and it's hyperbole, but uh, no hyperbole. Uh, This is the best year of of content that we've ever done uh, in terms of the number of shows that we have, the people, the, the experts that we have on the shows uh, it's absolutely amazing, and we've listened to a lot of your feedback. We absolutely have. So I know that in particular, there's a lot of people who are not excited about a certain show going behind the paywall. We might have found an alternative for you on that show, so stay tuned for that tomorrow, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy what we kind of settled on for this year at Roto-Grinders in this football season. So uh, that's going to be coming up tomorrow. So get excited for that. I'm excited uh, because I've spent literally the last two months putting it together. And uh, it's just a matter of locking everything down. And it's locked down. And we're, we're good to let that announcement go. So uh, uh, that's going to be happening tomorrow on RG. Uh, all right. Uh, that's what we got in terms of the, uh, the old housekeeping. Um, again, thanks again to DraftKings for running that Houston promo yesterday. I, I think I saw somewhere in the forums that it was up upwards of like uh, of thirty thousand dollars, thirty five k, or somewhere around there. That's going to be donated to the Houston Relief. Obviously, you know it's not a ton of money, but it's thirty five thousand uh, dollars can can go a long way. And uh, I appreciate DraftKings running that tournament, and uh, I think it, that kind of stuff is really, really important for the industry. And, and it's pretty cool to see, you know, charitable contributions. We had Drew Dinkmeyer do his for uh, the Clean Water kind of initiative, Charity Water, and that had a ton of success, over $27,000 um, put towards that in about a week's time. Then we've got, you know, the uh, the DraftKings tournament. So it, it's great that, you know, obviously people who are playing Daily Fantasy, they probably have more expendable income than, than some other people uh, potentially do. And it's an easy way for you to kind of give back a little bit. And I was happy to do it on both of those things. And then I saw somebody in the forums, you know, being a naysayer about what DraftKings was doing. It was really sad to see that, like saying, oh, if I want to make a a charitable contribution, I'll do it myself. And I don't need to, you know, DraftKings, this is just a reason for them to get a tax. I mean, that's that kind of attitude just drives me crazy. And it's it's the freaking world, uh, Twitter world, hot take world. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got a voice world, which in some respects is good, but it's also... Sad when you see people literally just try to uh, dog something that had zero negative and bad intentions to it. And you see it in everyday freaking life. It's like, it's just so, I mean, the people who have this attitude that they literally want to bitch about everything, it drives me nuts. Like, everything's the worst. Everything's a scam. And certainly, you know, there's got to be voices for when things are like that. But running a charitable tournament where DraftKings matches 
the the uh the buy-in um again this wasn't like donating rake this was donating everything and it was just bottom line silly to me and i that's the one thing about today that i i absolutely despise not that i don't want people to have their own opinions that i don't you know freedom of speech is you know really what this country was built on in a lot of regards so i'm not trying to take that away but don't be such a freaking pessimist about everything that happens in this world. And I feel like that happens too often. And, you know, it, 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 it goes into our politics, you know, where, uh, you know, honestly, both sides of the aisle are just, you know, everything's so extreme. Everything is so extreme. And that's where, you know, I try to be somebody, at least, you know, at least in my political leanings. And I think overall try to be pragmatic at the way that I look at things. And there's nothing wrong with having strong opinions. It's important to have them. But it's always the best, the worst. There's never any level of, you know what, that's probably, uh, you know, not the way to do things. But, you know, trying to look at it from all angles. People don't do that. People have it in their head. It's a certain way because of X, Y, and Z. And that's it. And it's one of the things about the world today that uh, that I've seen this evolve and this change, and uh, and it's really sad to be honest with you. And it's kind of created this uh, this dynamic, and I think it's filtered into uh, everyday life. I mean, I think it's it it brings out the worst uh, on both sides of arguments, and uh, and I really hate it. And uh, I'm not somebody who. And I don't know how it's going to change. I mean, that's the that's the other thing, too. I wish I had a solution to where people would actually look at things more pragmatically and, and look at all angles before they opine. But that's not what it is. It's, you know, you know, I hate Trump. Trump's the worst. I hate Hillary. Hillary's the worst. There's never anything that's that can go one way or the other. And um, it's, it's just it's frustrating to me. And uh but again, that's that's what happens with technology in the world. Things change. The way that we look at things change, and it's changing right in front of our freaking eyes. And it's a change that I don't particularly like. And uh, I, I would hope that you know one day there's somebody who can kind of change that up. And uh, unfortunately, right now I don't know who that's going to be. But I'm hoping. He- hoping it can happen at some point in time. All right, just kind of a little bit of a rant there, and I don't even know if I articulated that well enough for you, but welcome to DB's Get Off My Lawn moment. Uh, but all right, let's uh, let's get into baseball for tonight. we got a nice slate. It's a GPP slate on a Tuesday. I say that because, well, you've got tons of games for us to choose from. Cash games are fine. The problem that you run into, and I, I got into it with Stevie a little uh, a couple days ago regarding cash games and GPPs. And, you know, cash games right now in, in baseball are really hard because the people who are playing them are the people who are been successful and good at them. Most of the people who have been trying to play cash games and lost, well, they probably stopped playing because they lost. Uh, but I also, big point that I was trying to make there in that little Twitter back and forth was I feel NFL season is a completely different animal. And uh, I think most people would agree the first five, six weeks uh, of NFL season, you're going to have the easiest cash games you're ever going to see. I talked about how to post games for it, but you just have to remember that 
all these sites are spending just crazy amounts of money, not as crazy as we saw in 2015, but a lot of money in driving customers to their site. And uh, in doing so, they're bringing a lot of people who are not only just unfamiliar with it, but just play it casually. They don't they don't search out roto grinders. They don't search out advice, and uh, they're basically building a lineup blind and uh, and hoping it does well. And there's an edge to be had in these cash games in the NFL season here uh, for the first couple of months. And uh, I urge people to take advantage of it. Be smart. Game selection, bankroll management, vitally of importance uh, in doing so. But there's absolutely an edge to be had in NFL cash games. No question about it. Um, especially early on in the season. But it's just like, you know, basketball late in the year. Yeah, you're going to have 2v2, 3v3. Uh, baseball, you're going to have 2v2, 3v3. Like, that is going to happen. But football, uh, I'm telling you, there's so many casuals out there who are just building a lineup uh, and just doing it for fun and not doing the requisite work that, that needs to be done when building their lineups. And you'll see them when you check out your cash games every single week. So uh, definitely wanted to let that be known. But uh, tonight, uh, GPPs, you know, yesterday, and let me, I want to add some context to something because, you know, I think people thought like I was a, some sort of injury whisperer yesterday, but literally about three minutes before the game locked in, in uh, Colorado last night, I tweeted that Carlos Gonzalez is going to scratch tonight. Um, And a lot of people sat there and were like, huh? Because literally what happened? Carlos Gonzalez ended up scratching. Well, uh, what basically what, what happened, and this never happens because I never watch pregame shows and almost never even really watch games all that much late at night. Um, but the wife is gone. The kids were asleep. I had nothing to do with sweating the game. So I turned it on. And literally the game, you know, the broadcast starts at like, 7:30 or whatever the broad the games lock at 7:35. The first thing they open up with is Cargo limping in the dugout and them saying that it looks like he fouled a, a pitch off of his leg and Ian Desmond's going to draw draw the start for him. So that's when I tweeted that out. I made the edits on my team and apparently nobody else really saw that because he was like 32% owned in the uh, DraftKings. Uh, high dollar GPP that day. But that was the only edge that I really had. And there really wasn't even enough time for that message to get out. Cause I don't think any reporter had it. Nobody else mentioned that at all. So that was the context of that, uh, of that tweet. So I didn't have inside information or anything, but I just want to pass along kind of what happened there. Cause it did look somewhat strange. All right, since that's out of the way, let's get to uh, the slate for tonight. Uh, we'll start with pitching and We've got Chris Sale on the mound, who, uh, as I spoke about last week, second half of the year, not even second half, but late in the year, he has um, kind of a track record of, of you know, falling off. And he's been, you know, arguably one of the more elite pitchers throughout the entire season. Last week, we saw the wheels fall, fall off, but today he gets a road date with uh, Toronto. And it's kind of like the same feeling I had for him yesterday, like or last last week. I think we had um, potentially had an alternative. I, actually, it was it was a smaller slate. I don't think I actually played that day. But looking at this one, like I mean, he's just hands down like the best pitcher on the slate. And when that kind of situation plays out, um, obviously, if you faded in a GPP, he blows up like he did last week. You're in a pretty good spot. But on the flip side is. I expect him to be like 50% owned if he gets, 
you know, 35 DraftKings points, you know, 60 FanDuel points, you're toast, like, if you don't have them. So uh, I, I think you're still playing them in cash games and um, in GPPs. There could be an argument for, for not going there, but I'm seeing enough value pitching out there that we can still roster some pretty impressive names. I mean, uh, I'm looking at a lineup right now um, that I ran where it's got Chris Sale and then it's got Giancarlo Stanton at 5,700. It's got Trout at 53 and it's got Cano at 41. So uh, you're still getting some pretty big names in there. Uh, I think the value pitching does exist on this slate and We'll obviously go over those here in just a moment. But uh, Toronto, they've just been a team that just hasn't kind of put it together all year with the bats. And I've got no problem with uh, Chris Sale being, uh, you know, your number one guy tonight. So I think, like, the edge on this slate is going to come into who you pair up with them. You know, where can we get, you know, a big upside performance in SP2 here tonight? And uh, there's a handful of guys, obviously, that uh, that I think that we need to look at. And from a saving standpoint, um, and by the way, there's lots of weather issues on that East Coast today. You look in the lineups page, Baltimore red, Philly red, Nationals red, Yankees red. Now, this isn't Kevin Roth red. This is lineup page red, which means I think it's over – 50% chance of rain during the game. So uh, Kevin Roth is going to be really important for you today, potentially uh, with those games. But the thing about it is there's really the only guy that I think is in play for us in those out of those um, uh, eight pitchers is, is probably Jaime Garcia for the Yankees here today at just 5,700. That's just, I don't get that price tag. It just doesn't make sense for me at all. And that's going to open up an absolute ton of space for you we saw yesterday Heaney was super cheap and uh, he pitched well and it was like 50% owned and high dollar GPPs uh, Garcia could potentially be that as well against Cleveland here he's been steady and uh, comes in as a uh, a solid enough not a solid favorite but a small favorite today at minus 110 but I think there's a big question whether the rain's going to even allow that game to play so let's find some alternatives for you uh, a guy who I really like a lot, I touted him up, I think it was his last start, uh, and pretty much since he's been called up, and that's Luke Weaver with the Cardinals. And, you know, my early, you know, uh, my early projections that I'm looking at from uh, a couple of models that I use, I'm not seeing Weaver pop, and it's kind of surprising to me. Yes, he's got to go into uh, Milwaukee, um, which is kind of a downgrade potentially there for him as a starting pitcher, but it is against a very strikeout prone team there in the Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, Weaver just dominated San Diego in his last start, 10 strikeouts that day. And uh, I think that Weaver's absolutely a guy that we can look at. He's got a nice pedigree for K's. He's had eight against Milwaukee the previous time, 26 DraftKings points that day. And 7,600 is too cheap on this slate. So I like him tonight as an SP2, and uh, I think that he's certainly one of the more elite options that we that we have on this slate. So Luke Weaver, uh, he's probably my favorite guy to pair up with a Chris Sale today when you look at uh, price. Uh, you know, Irvin Santana, strongest favorite of the day outside of Sale, minus 205, just played the White Sox, pitched against them in his last start, and only allowed three hits in seven innings, eight strikeouts for a 26 DraftKings performance day. But he was 9K that day. He's up to 10-2 right now. That's a really big price tag. But the last time he came in at 10-2, 
he gave you uh, 37 DraftKings points performance uh, against the San Diego Padres. So this is an elite spot for him against this White Sox team. Uh, I like it. I just am a little bit nervous about the price that we have to pay on it. So uh, I'd prefer Luke Weaver over him today if I'm picking one of those two guys. Um you know, Cobb versus Eunice out there in Kansas City. Not, you know, Cobb has been hurt most of the year. He's kind of back uh, now. And uh, I'm curious to see, uh, you know, what, how deep he kind of goes in the game. Uh, last start, only pitched four innings, had five strikeouts, gave up zero runs, but again, didn't pitch particularly deep in that game. So that's somewhat of my uh, concern here. His pitch count was at 94. And uh, maybe it's maybe it's all right here versus Kansas City. You know, I think you know eighty six hundred. Man, I wish he was cheaper. Still gonna say Luke Weaver over him today. But man, those that Royals offense has really run dry here lately. So he's not the worst option for us on the board today. Rich Hill and Zach Godley face off. You know, we saw Hill have that really great. Uh, game against Pittsburgh, nearly had the uh, perfecto, and then ended up getting the loss. That's brutal. Uh, I, I can't take a lefty versus Arizona in that ballpark. I just don't get it, and I think Vegas, it, it's baked in that line. Uh, this guy's been really good. The Dodgers' bats have been one of the best all season long. He's minus 125 today. Uh, Godley, on the other hand, uh, nice pitcher, but against the Dodgers' offense, I don't see it. Just doesn't make sense to me, so I'm going to pass on uh on both of those two we got smith against scribner nine and a half another high total there uh angels lineup put they put out a pretty awful looking lineup yesterday with no mike trout we'll see if trout cracks it today uh but a high implied run total again in that game 5.26 weather is very warm out in la this time of year and uh i think that's part of that and plus smith is somebody who uh has not been very good at all for um for Oakland, you know, he's kind of come back down to earth. He was a bit of a journeyman into his mid-30s before he finally got the call. So I, I don't mind going back to some Angels bats today. Uh, I think, though, this Giants and Padres game is interesting. I think both pitchers are in play today. Perdomo and Matt Moore. Uh, Moore, 81, feels a bit high for him. Uh, you know, 7.9 there in his last start against Milwaukee, then 5K, 5K, 6K, 5 8-1 is one of those, like, DraftKings algorithm absolutely loves him because there's, you know, he hasn't been at that price since May the 19th. So uh, he's been better his last three starts, you know, right around 20 DraftKings points in each. So I get it. I'm okay with him. Um, I don't think he's a plug-and-play, uh, but... You know, left-handed starters against the Padres inside edge, 2.63 ERA since last season. So uh, they've been pretty good versus that handedness. Uh, or that handedness of pitcher has been just fine against San Diego. Uh, we saw Samarja put up a big game for him yesterday, so I don't hate him. Um, but I actually think Perdomo on the other side is just as interesting, and he's saving us a ton of salary here. Now he's you know hasn't had quite as many. 20 fantasy point performances, certainly as of late. Uh, had one against Cincinnati on the road on uh, August the 8th, but been pretty mediocre um, outside of that. And, 
you know, clearly walks are his issue. If he keeps the ball in the strike zone, keeps his pitch count down, he'll be good. But he still had quality starts in three of his last four. He's 6,500. And you look at this Giants team, uh, the implied run total, 3.87. I believe outside of uh, the Blue Jays, um, and the White Sox, that looks like the second or the third lowest implied run to- total that we have on this slate today. So uh, that that's interesting to me. Uh, I've used Perdomo at times this year and uh, haven't been too disappointed. Um, and, you know, this home start against a San Francisco offense that leaves a lot to be desired, especially if Buster Posey uh, doesn't make it once again. I, I think that he's an interesting guy at 6'5". So, um I like Weaver. I like uh, Perdomo more, and uh, even Santana a little bit. Kind of passing on Jake Arrieta. He's not awful, but um, and then Jaime Garcia, but major, major weather issues potentially there. So uh, there you go. That's your uh, look at pitching. Let's get to the bats. And yesterday at catcher. A uh, little Wilson Ramos dong. Nice game for Wellington Castillo. Lucroy hits a home run. So. Uh, Pretty good day at catcher yesterday. Let's see if we can't do it again here tonight. And uh, Luke Roy will probably be chalk again this evening, uh, especially after the homer last night. I don't love the matchup versus Fulmer, but uh, 3.5K is just really, really affordable for a, uh, a a catcher in Coors Field. So I think he'll be uh, very popular tonight. Uh, if if Miami and Washington go, I love Riel Amuto against Edwin Jackson, who's really struggled versus righties. So um, he's a guy that, I'm absolutely got my eye on today uh, with the weather. So I like him uh, a good bit today, uh, assuming that that game does go. Uh, Let's see. Um, So, yeah, Real Muto, uh, Salvador Perez today. Uh, I talked a little bit about him yesterday. Kind of got off of it the more I I looked and kind of dug into it. But still a reasonable enough price tag for him. And I don't even hate going back to Ramos, uh, you know, at 3K. This guy was a really good hitter there for Washington. I was surprised to let him that they uh, let him walk. And if you look at his numbers, you know, over the last 2 weeks, 2 for 4, 3 for 4, 2 for 4, 3 for 4, 2 for 4, a couple of 0 for 4s and then a 1 for 4 of the home run yesterday. So, he's swinging the bat really well. 2500 on FanDuel, 30 or 3k on DraftKings. 6k on fantasy draft i i think i'm willing to go back and 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 go with the savings on him tonight uh you know travis darno is just begging us to take him again now he gets a righty today maybe that'll change the fortunes but he's so cheap 2k on FanDuel uh will get you sale and big bats today and salvador romano uh yeah this guy's not great 406 woba versus right handers 245 in that iso so uh i definitely think there's some reasons uh, to, you know, give some consideration there to uh, Mr. Darno today. Uh, and, yeah, I think that's that's going to cover our catchers tonight. Let's uh, head on over to first base and see what pops for us. Uh, under 4K, Matt Carpenter against Matt Garza in a hitter's ballpark. Yes, please sign me up for that. Uh, I think on DraftKings in particular, FanDuel, uh, you're paying at $3,700. i am not loving that price tag on him over there. 
But on DraftKings, uh, yeah, I think he's absolutely fine for us today. Uh, Miggy Cabrera out in Coors Field, you know, at 3,800. Uh, 0 for 1 yesterday, a couple of walks though, and uh, another guy that still is a professional hitter in a, a really, it looked like we were going to see a ton of runs there. I think the the Tigers yesterday started off with a triple, double, like walk, uh, triple, double, walk, single, like to start the game off. And I think scored, what, three runs in that opening frame. And I was like, oh, man, here we go. And then never really materialized. So, um, But tonight, Miguel Cabrera, DraftKings in particular, fantasy draft, just too cheap um, in that game here today. And, uh, and yeah, he's certainly not going to hurt you. But I love Carpenter. Uh, he's one of my top guys tonight. Uh, let's see. Uh, Will Myers is popping on uh, one of the models for me today at 3,200 uh, against Matt Moore. So obviously, if you're on Matt Moore, you're not playing him. But uh, that's a name I didn't expect to kind of see stand out, but uh, is a little bit today. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt gets a lefty at home. That's usually one of the rules. You play him in that split. Rich Hill, you know, I don't hate it. Considering how deep he went in that game, you know, sometimes you see guys struggle a little bit when they come off that, you know, no hitter or, you know, that epic type of performance that he had. So I'm not playing him in cash games today, but if you wanted to fire him in GPPs today as a low owned option, you could. Chad Cool, he really struggles versus lefties. We got Anthony Rizzo at four point uh, or five point two. That's a big number on him, but obviously a guy that uh uh that that can hit you multiple home runs today uh, against Chad Cool. So keep your eye on the weather in that game. Uh, and Chris Davis, you know his home runs usually come in bunches. Uh, I'm pretty sure he hit one yesterday for Baltimore. Let's see. Uh, no, didn't have one. He had one two for three though yesterday. And pretty good little game log. And he's a guy that runs hot and cold. Uh, 37 on FanDuel, 41 on DraftKings, 8K on Fantasy Draft. Erasmo Ramirez, you look at the splits for him. He's got the uh, third, second highest ISO against left-handed uh, bats in uh, of today's starter. And Tony Scribner, and he's only got a four-game sample size, is above him. So uh, this is certainly the splits that you kind of look for and, uh, and big power for him today. So... Uh, Definitely a guy on our list to potentially use. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling. Let's go on to second base next. And uh, I think Brian Dozier today, the best BVP out of anybody on the slate. 12 for 34 against James Shields. Five doubles and four home runs. Nine extra base hits out of 12. Uh, and only six strikeouts, five walks, and 34 at-bats. Like, that's pretty elite BVP right there. And you got to hand it to uh, Joe Maurer, not bad himself, versus Mr. Shields. Uh, 16 for 54, a homer, a triple, and two doubles for him. So uh, Dozier's great. I think if you fit him into your lineup, you're pretty smart tonight because uh, it's, it's an elite, you know, it's an elite matchup. A good ballpark, terrible pitcher, and he's got BVP in his corner. So I think it's going to be an easy play to kind of put him. You know, he could be the chalk that you want to fade. You know, every now and then you get those hitters that are really highly owned and you want to take a stand against and, and hope they don't go crazy uh, in GPPs. He might be that guy uh, for us today. So see if we can find a few alternatives. Uh, Zobrist, if he's leading off, uh, I don't mind him today. 3.3 uh, on DraftKings, 32 over on FanDuel. Uh, he is a fine play uh, tonight. Uh, let's see. Um, 
you know, Caleb Cowart, even yesterday, had an RBI double. Uh, you hate that he bats ninth, but 2.4 uh, on, on DraftKings, 2,300 on FanDuel tonight. Uh, 335 weighted OBA against uh, righties this season, so could be a source of value for you if you want to go that route. Um, Daniel Murphy against Vance Worley. I think Murph Goats got a little bit of uh, BVP as well. Yeah, 12 for 22 with uh, two doubles and a triple uh, against Vance Worley. Again, that's a weather issue game tonight. But uh, I don't. I kind of touted up Murphy yesterday, and good start. When Murphy has two stolen bases on the season, then he gets you one. It's a pretty good sign on the slate. So uh, I like that option for us uh, at second base tonight. Okay, let's go on over to third. And uh, Mike Moustakis at 3,300. Again, that offense for Kansas City really stagnant, but just looks too underpriced. He's cheaper on DraftKings today than he is on FanDuel, which also means he's underpriced on Fantasy Draft at just 6,400. And uh, he's just been great versus righties so far this season. But, you know, again, the, the game logs are ugly. One hit for him in his last one, two, three, four, five, six games with at-bats. Uh, I think might have gotten banged up uh, at some point in time, missed a game or two. But uh, still a, a great hitter, and uh, I can certainly get behind him here today. Uh, Matt Chapman, too cheap over there at third base against Tony Scribner. 369 Woba, 300 ISO. He's been Fabulous versus righties and, uh, you know, 2,600 over there today. If you want to pay up for pitching, there is an option for you over at third base. Uh, let's see who else we potentially have. Machado over on FanDuel is fine. 3,900, probably a bit pricey for us over on DraftKings tonight. So I don't know if he's going to fit the build over there. Uh, and then, you know, Nolan Arenado is in Coors Field. He's really, you know, expensive, but oftentimes when we get a, you know, dud of a Coors game, the next day Coors sometimes can pop. So if you want to uh, uh, take a look there, you can do that at, what, 5,200. So he's a little bit cheaper than even Machado is tonight. Uh, sneaky spot for us, too, is going to be Houston tonight against Martin Perez. And let me just give you the splits on Perez here because you, you want to talk about kind of extreme splits he's got him uh versus righties uh you're looking at a 365 uh or 360 woba 160 iso versus lefties 271 woba 086 so but he's only going to face one lefty we're likely going to have uh, eight different righties in the lineup today so kind of take that into consideration for us tonight uh and don't sleep on, you know, I'm looking at the Mets here. Uh, some of their righties. Cespedes is out for the year, but Romano, 406 Woba against righties. And then, you know, I, I can't believe I forgot him at first base because he, he's probably one of my top plays of the day. Uh, Joey Votto tonight at, uh, at for Cincinnati. I mean, Chris Flexen, uh, this guy's a fraud. Seven, a 7.9 XFIP, a 591 Sierra so far this season, the Woba 433 versus righties, 403 versus lefties. Um, the K rate versus lefties for Flexen is 2.79 Ks per nine. That is an abomination. So uh, I think that I really like the Cincinnati Bats here today. Like they're one of my favorite spots on this slate, and uh, and Joey Votto. Yes, you know, looking like a great play. Scooter could even be a good play today, but I, I just never play Scooter. Uh, I don't do it. Um, I probably should, 
but uh, I don't usually do it. Uh, but that could leave us Zach Cozart over at shortstop, which is our next position that we want to really uh, look at here today. And, uh, and yeah, if I'm on the Reds, then I should probably be on Cozart a little bit today. I've got no problem with him. Didi Gregorius, uh, he's another guy that's uh, standing out today at 3,400 against Bauer. Uh, I haven't talked about a lot of Yankees um, because of the weather issue, but if it plays, there's a guy to consider. Uh, Paul DeYoung, we love him uh, this season, shown great power. Gets Matt Garza, who's just not good any longer, but 4K is a big number to potentially pay on him. Trey Turner is supposed to return to the lineup today. That's always kind of exciting uh, against Vance Worley. We'll see if that game plays. Uh, again, Cozart at 4-2. Probably going to do what I can to get – I mean, I, my favorite kind of guys, Cozart today I like at shortstop. Uh, really like Dozier. Really like Vado. Uh, and wait till we get to an outfielder on FanDuel. That's just way too underpriced today. Uh, but yeah, he's my—he's probably my favorite guy on this slate at shortstop. Uh, let's see if we've got anybody else to look at here today. Yeah, probably not looking at Xander Bogarts tonight. Um, yeah, that's those are probably the guys that I'm. I, you could maybe make a case for Kettle Marte if he's at the top of the order, but if he's at the bottom of the order against Rich Hill, uh, I think that's a pass. All right, let's get to outfield. And uh, if you're playing FanDuel today, they are giving you Billy Hamilton tonight at just 2,800. I, I don't know about you, but I love a 2,800 dollar um, Billy Hamilton today, uh, especially versus a guy like Chris Flexen, who I don't think is good. So uh, Hamilton, I'm playing him on on FanDuel, and I'll probably have him on DraftKings too, just because uh, I like the Reds so much, and they're going to be a stack of mine. So. Love me some B-Ham today. Uh, also over on, on FanDuel, you've got uh, an underpriced Chris Young at 2300 Anytime he gets uh, a lefty, he's going to stand out. And he's cheap over on FanDuel or on DraftKings, too, at 26 So uh, both of those situations. If he bats fifth like we're kind of projecting at 2.6, he's probably going to be chalky today um, against Brett Anderson. So uh, throw him into your list of potential plays for us today. Uh, Hamilton, 3,900 over on, on DraftKings, uh, and pretty moderate on fantasy draft, so he's fine. Uh, Stanton against Edwin Jackson, who's given up a ton of big power to righties. Um, obviously, he's elite. Check the weather on that one, um, but 5.7 is a really hefty price tag. I'm fine with Duvall, because I like the Reds today. Love Mike Trout. Uh, let's see if we can find some more moderate price guys potentially for you. A Springer against Martin Perez. Yes, he's not moderately priced, but I like him. Uh, let's see. see, see, see. Nick Williams. Uh, again, I just don't think the weather is gonna 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 work out there. So probably hard to you know try not to give you guys in that game. Uh, let's see here. Talked about Chris Young. You've got McCutcheon. Again, he's not playing well, but 3400 over on DK. Uh, pretty cheap price tag on him. Um, Reese Hoskins gets R.A. Dickey. Uh, Reese Ruth, is that his middle name, Ruth? Might as well be because he just seemingly hits home runs left and right. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to, trying to find somebody in that middle tier that I can kind of get behind. I mean, even Eddie Rosario is too expensive at 4-2. At Max Kepler against James Shields. I don't hate it. 3700 for him today. So uh, he's an option for you. Uh, AJ Pollock, again, if you're uh, on the Rich Hill, gets lit up after a good start. 
Uh, he pits, you know, he hits in a pretty good lineup order. 3,800, uh, 217 ISO this season versus lefties, 325 in that Woba. So he's a guy who's just fine for us today. Um, yeah, I don't want to give you guys that I'm not playing. I think those are the guys that I am playing tonight. Let's run through where I'm kind of ranking the stacks for me. Uh, I'm going to put the Reds at the top of the list today. Uh, I like the Reds a good bit versus Flexen. Great ballpark. Uh, weather looks just fine there. So uh, that's going to be number one for me. Uh, man, I hate the Twins to stack them up, but Shields is terrible. Uh, so I'll, I'm not going to make them a strong two, but I'll make them number two. Obviously, Coors goes without saying. Um, I think Arizona, if you're firing like, like 20 stacks, I'd have them in one or two against Rich Hill today. Uh, I don't hate that spot. The Angels total, again, looks kind of out of whack. Uh, clearly, we need Trout in that lineup to kind of make that work. But Cole Calhoun's been swinging a good bat. Pujols has home run upside. Maven had a nice game yesterday as well. So keep your eye on that lineup. Uh, you know, Probably not going to do it in a high-dollar GPP tonight, but you know if I'm firing a bunch of stacks, uh, I don't hate that one. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, that's my outlook today on where I'm going in Daily Fantasy. Thanks so much for giving us a listen and a download. Hey, please still uh, subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't done so, and leave me a review. If you're going to leave one for Stevie and you haven't left one for this podcast, leave one there too because we want all of the Rotor Grinder pods to uh, you know, get the due that uh, it certainly warranted for all the work that we put in for it. And we're happy to be bringing you this stuff. And tomorrow, again, media announcement. Be on the lookout for that. Some new names, obviously names that you're familiar with. And uh, just kind of excited about everything for this football season right around the corner. But that does it for me. Thanks for listening and being a part of Roto-Grinders. Back again tomorrow here with the Daily Fantasy Fix. We will see you. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and lead gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease.